0: Welcome to the Ashley Webster Experience alongside Brian Solomon. Every time I say alongside, my Uh wife says, it sounds like you have a horse. I don't think that's true, because you literally are beside me here in the studio. Anyway, I digress. I digress. digress. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We have our great guest, as always. He's been with us before. Very popular guest, Andrew Napolitano, legal analyst on Fox News. Oh, and by the way, also host of the Liberty File on Fox Nation, the newly launched uh, service of Fox News on the Internet. Uh, It's a subscription service, and... Good for them for getting you on board, Judge. Um, what is the Liberty File? Tell
1: me. Oh, this is really the uh, resurrection of Freedom Watch. But in the interim, somebody took the name Freedom Watch and Did trademarked really? it while Fox slept. No, while well, we all slept. No. <laughs> uh, so it's really this, it's really me being a uh, uh, my being libertarian you. best, being yes. myself, mm-hmm. being uh, attacking the government as it interferes with liberty, steals property. Or impairs economic opportunity. Well, they've been doing that for ages. and They have, (laughs) but the interviews are uh, 10 to 12 minutes long, so we don't have the uh, commercial breaks or the need for a break every four, five, or six minutes. So you can get deep into the weeds. Mm. So I give a monologue. I then have one guest for the 10 uh, or 12 minutes. Uh, I then talk about the news of the day, and uh, that's it. Very good. I usually start out with, Brian will love this, does the government work for us or do we work for the yeah. government?
0: Uh, the age-old question. Yes. Yeah, we work for Depend- the government. That's <laughs> who <laughs> you ask. If you ask the yeah. government,
1: they'll say, well, we won't admit it, but we know you work for us. Of course. And let me we say see something, your income before you do.
2: Right. And let me say something. That your show is unlike anything else on Fox, Fox Business, Fox Nation. That's what, I think that's what makes it really great, is unlike anything else we have. Brian is
1: being very flattering, but mm. Brian has an intimacy with the show. Well, true. Because right. in the run-up to the launch, which was November 27th, and the weeks preceding November 27th, mm-hmm. Brian Solomon <laughs> was a stand-in for many, many guests. <laughs> and In how, the, he hers, he how did he do was he, I couldn't, he was superb. Was he good? superb. Did he throw a questions at you? At one point, at I <laughs> thought I was talking to Ken Starr, and it was Brian <laughs> Solomon.
2: <laughs> Unmistakable. But it was an honor to be on there. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, wow. He actually studied... And rehearsed in a role very play. bright young man. And you, liked, and, you liked what I wore, didn't you? Yes. And
1: something you don't see now <laughs> How do you think clean that's... shaven, well dressed, <laughs> and hair brushed. None I mean, of which that... is the case now. None <laughs> of which you could say about me.
0: So well <laughs> yeah. done, Brian. Well done. Uh, listen, talking about politics and libertarian view, it always bugs me. I mean, there are countries that have 28 parties when they run for president, but why, don't, why always just the two? parties there
1: is a libertarian party in the united states I know, but, but i it, mean
0: viable and i hate to say that because i don't want to dismiss people who in the libertarian yeah, well, party you, you, but there are splits within the republican and the democrat party where you could split those up you have far left you have moderate democrats it seems to me like it's crying out for more options i
1: have always admired the british system mm. as being more intellectually and ideologically consistent you know generally Where the tories are going to stand on anything and Mm -hmm. and the vast majority of tories will agree with each other Mm. and the same with labor well that's not the case here you have liberal republicans and you have conservative democrats right um i'm kind of skeptical about american politics i really think we basically have one big government party it has a republican wing which likes war and deficits and corporate welfare It has a Democrat wing that likes war and taxes and individual welfare, but the two wings exist only to further each other and to stay in power. There's very little difference between them, and there's very little principle. A libertarian party or even a progressive party Mm. would provide the principled debate. So uh, sorely lacking. The last time we had a debate was when Barry Goldwater ran oh, for president in, in 1964. Also,
0: to me, from a, for, I mean, I've been in America 30 plus years. I'm a citizen, but it always seems to be about money. Uh, in, uh, just you mentioned the UK. There's the, no the, the spending cap is significant. It's there like are... hundred thousand pounds top, which means that any candidate. Can conceivably, if they get the support, the ground root support, can run. It could never happen in America. And that's why you have these dynasty, the Bushes and the Kennedys, and 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 and. So when you said a common it, person can't run for president, when you
1: always, when you said it, always seems about money. I thought you were talking about both parties want to borrow us into oblivion because <laughs> well, they can't stop spending, which that's is very true. true. But yeah. what you meant is the election Just itself, the itself is about is about money. Mm. So Brian Solomon, as attractive and articulate as he is. Really couldn't run for any significant office without going to some very wealthy people or lots of people and getting cash from them before right. he even before he even gets a petition circulated to get them on the ballot. But
0: the, the, there could be some incredibly talented, and there are incredibly talented people out there who will never ever be able to to partake because you know, John, they're just not part of that establishment. Had, the you know the most
1: prized members of your party are those that can raise the most money. I had a. Uh, a bizarre friendship. I say bizarre because we talked about everything under the sun, but always off the record with John McCain. John McCain, yeah. his real goal before he died, obviously, he didn't succeed, was to have the government fund uh, all campaigns. So that anybody could run. So O'Brien saw I love that idea. Could I just right. checked all the boxes. As yes. An American citizen has done this, has done this, has done this. Boom. Would qualify for the government financing for his campaign. Tremendous. Couldn't add his own money to it and nobody could donate to it. Fabulous. Yeah. Mm. But that's not going to happen well, here. In part because Supreme Court has ruled that money is an expression. An expression is protected. So if you're up against... Say Charles Koch's grandson, mm-hmm. Good luck. and he's got a, a bank account of Forget ten billion. He can spend all he wants. Yeah. Well, and I'm just picking on on Coke. It could be anybody. Yeah. It could be Tom Steyer's grandson. Right. Right. Are
2: we entering though in, into a new stage? Because I'm looking at Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and she is just a she's a new Congresswoman, week into the job, but she's getting even more famous and more famous and more famous every week on 60 Minutes, on this show, on that show. She's from a small. She's a nah, small district. She's from a district. She's very young, so you know she isn't putting all of her money into it. Mm. It seems like television and social media is really bo- is really boosting yeah. her public. Well, profile. that
1: that actually counters Ashley's argument. It does, because social media right. doesn't doesn't take a nickel. No, mm-hmm. uh, everybody uses. Just about everybody uses so the social probably media. Probably one of those
0: will be president pretty soon. Well, I don't know, that. but
1: here she is. She's hard left. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. She's articulate. And she has a, a hardcore base yeah. that wants her to take from those who work and spend and accumulate wealth and give to those who don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, as reprehensible before. as that is to those of us who believe in the free market, free as in free from the government, uh, that's a popular view in the area of the Bronx and Queens that she represents. Yeah. And, and
0: is she, you know, her? Of course, Bernie in her, his run in 2016. Is this dragging the Democrat Party as far left as far left as you've seen it in some
1: time? You know, well, the Democratic Party is is split just like yeah. Republicans used to be. Uh, the Democratic Party uh, is split between the progressive left, like the crowd that wants to uh, impeach Trump just to torment him and drive mm-hmm. him crazy, and the more sober crowd that's basically saying impeachment's a non-starter unless it's bipartisan because it's half legal and half political. We have to get reelected and we're not going to do something that's going to impair our reelection just to just to bloody the president's nose, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So Mrs. Pelosi has that uh, divide. I think you know that sometimes I have been the object of the admiration of Senator Sanders and Representative um, Ocasio-Cortez when I have made uh, statements um, expressing the civil liberty side of the Constitution. Sure. In, in those areas, uh, progressives and libertarians generally agree, and they have not hesitated to express that agreement when I say things. And that, of course, causes our competitors and CNN and MSNBC to play these things all the time. Look! Uh, 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 I think I mean, Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders like what the judge says.
0: Judge has been on MSNBC for a while. The other day, MSNC, AM, AM, I, day. I was on MSNBC all day. I was physically said. here,
1: but I was being aired there. Talking <laughs> of the
0: Constitution, by the way, the president has made this, this announcement. Look, like, if I can't get the funding for my wall, then I can declare a national emergency and I can appropriate the funds. Um, and he repeats it, but apparently that's not true.
1: Well, it is not true because it's not authorized by the Constitution and it's not authorized by the statutes, but it also was expressly rejected in 1952 by the Supreme Court in a case called Youngstown Sheet and Tube versus Sawyer in which President Truman – it's 1952. It's the height of the Korean War, and there's a steel strike. Mm. They got 500,000 members of the United Steelworkers on strike, and they can't get ammunition and other steel-based materials to the troops in Korea. So he asks Congress to invalidate the strike. Congress, which was filled with Democrats, told him to go take a hike. Right. He then signs an executive order directing his Secretary of Commerce to seize the steel mills, take them over, hire employees, pay the employees, and produce what the troops need. Right? We're talking about a serious issue now of troops needing weaponry and ammunition. Supreme Court said you can't do it. The president can't spend money that hasn't been authorized. It's an abuse of power. Correct. He can't take over. Uh, he can't take over property. Only Congress can do it. Now that brings us to President mm-hmm. Trump who wants to declare a national emergency. What's a national emergency? Well, the Congress in the Emergency Act of 1976 defined an emergency as a serious and palpable threat to the life, liberty, safety and property of Americans, which cannot be addressed by ordinary governmental means. Which I kind of guess is what the president is saying.
0: The way that we're currently working this, it's ineffective in stopping... Well, he once had 15,000 troops. Commit,
1: you know, murder and other... Agree, egregious you know, crimes. He once had fifteen thousand troops at the border. If they had locked arms, that would have covered most of the <laughs> most of the border. But he decided that was too unpopular uh, at Christmas time. Whatever the president does, he can't take over, or occupy private property, and most of the places where he wants to build the wall, the government does not own the land, and he can't spend a nickel unless authorized by like Congress, Congress under any circumstances. And Congress hasn't authorized what, a nickel for this. What about eminent domain? Only Congress can authorize eminent domain, which is the right of the government to take private property for for public use. I I think the president is using this as sort of a negotiating uh, technique. He knows that people, um, even people who wish him well but understand the
0: law. Because it seems to me for him to make a comment like that, someone must have whispered in his ear
1: and said, you know what, Mr. President, you should do this. I doubt that that someone was his uh, chief counsel who's a very, very bright guy. (laughs) <laughs> and a long-time friend of mine uh, with whom I've sometimes disagreed, but this is such basic this is f- first year of law school that the government can't uh, do this.
0: We've talked about this before, but as a libertarian You don't even agree with the concept of passports or boundaries. Everyone should be able to come and go as they please, and the market will determine where the jobs are and where people want to go.
1: That is a view articulated by our friends on the sixth floor of this building, the Wall Street Journal, Uh, and it is premised on the view that our rights are natural and they come from our humanity and they can't be taken away from the government. So your right to think as you wish and say what you think and publish what you say, your right to be left alone, and your right to travel— are natural rights, limited only by your ability to afford it and what the market uh, will bear.
0: Interesting.
1: So That will get a lot of emails.
0: It will get a lot of emails. (laughs) Negative emails. Because first thing the president would say, Judge, what are you thinking about? Dangerous criminals are being allowed into this country unfettered to do whatever they're going to do. Then arrest them and prosecute them. Threatens our security.
1: I think the should president. We, should th- we then be arresting them and housing them in this country and no. not kicking them back? Uh, well, we the shouldn't. Border? We shouldn't be housing anybody it's because in my world, where you have a right to travel, you don't have welfare. You, you don't right. have the government giving away money. I mean, you right, said in right. My, right. my libertarian world, I don't think this is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but in my world, the attraction of coming here is free market. It's not freebies. <laughs> right. No, I understand what you're saying. Well, but if you break the law, you get thrown in jail. Of course. Of course. I think the president is gilding the lily. We'll find out when he speaks tomorrow night what kind Mm -hmm. of uh, evidence he has. But have you heard about the caravan lately? Not recently, caravan's no. the what? caravan's gone. The caravan's gone, Mister President. They're being housed in Mexico, but they have been violent
2: in Mexico. They've been have, they've been causing a lot of issues over there in those border towns. And is the, that, the that, people, is that a
1: national emergency in New York
2: City? In, Me- yeah, in Mexico, but now you say the right to travel, so right to travel and move freely across borders. But is that does that include, can you argue that it's not a right to migrate permanently? You can move. I should I can argue that I should be able to travel to Cuba, right? Or before.
1: You know, ten years ago I shouldn't have allowed my cousins, But to move there, if my you know... cousins in Florence want to come to New Jersey and live on my farm. What the blank business is that of the federal government? None. Except the government has made it its business because they're worried that my cousins might take jobs away from Americans. Guess what? They would do jobs that Americans wouldn't do. I'm making the Wall Street Journal's argument.
0: I understand that. But in your world, there are no terrorists. So you don't really worry about mm-hmm. the bad guys being able to just come unfettered into into the United States well, and do whatever they want to do. unfettered doesn't
1: mean unknown.
0: But if there's no passports. Oh, so you, you do think that people should, even if they've got the right to,
1: to freely well, move. Well, I need a passport to get to another country. Because but in my world, the, the. There shouldn't be a the passport old world in your world. Where, in you, the where world. you were born, it's not going to let me in no. without me proving who right. I am. So. Uh, but you knowing... would like to see all passports go away. I would. I would. And so you never of know world. who
0: was in your. I guess countries wouldn't exist then. No lines, no borders.
1: You know, I haven't really thought this through. This is not something that I pound uh, away at. No, but I find it interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I do pound away at is a president who thinks he can avoid the Congress and write his own laws. His job is to enforce the laws as they were on the day he became president not to rewrite them as he wants them to be. You
0: know the president. You've spoken to him. He knows you. Um, Are you surprised at some of the things he says? No. I'm not because you know him and you know. Because I I know the the things he he said
1: to me in private, which are more outrageous than what he says in public.
0: And when he says outrageous things, do you
1: say, Well, wait a minute, mister President? Sometimes you can get away with that, but you know he he talks a lot and sometimes he doesn't really come up for air until ten minutes after the outrageous statement. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and much, of it, much I, of it is
1: hilarious when, when you're with also, him and he's alone. He's you, quite the entertainer. Well, yeah, you'd know
0: this, but I've been told by other people that he'll just flip from conversation to topic to topic. So yes. he may be talking about something that you you referenced, but then by the time, as you say, he comes up the
1: air, he's gone two topics down the he line. He once asked me about uh, Justice Felix Frankfurter, mm. and I started to tell him about him. They looked at me and goes, did you see this morning's New York Times? I thought, my God, Frankfurter's been dead for 40 years. Was there something in the Times that I missed today? And I said, yes, I did. He goes, Do you know what's going on in Aleppo? Aleppo? What? He launched into a five minute um, rant about Aleppo and then looked at me and goes, All right, now finish telling me about Frankfurter. Well, that's the way his brain uh, operates. Uh, I Attention was to some of his closest advisors <laughs> who basically smiled and said, you know, we'll, we'll get back to Frankfurter, or just, just let, him, let him say what he wants uh-huh,
0: to say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Bit of a butterfly brain, as they say. Uh, but he's going to be sharp because even if he comes back to you, at least he's still yeah. up to speed on that. That's yes. interesting. So as president, how do you think he's done? Terribly. In what, in
1: what is the worst thing he's done? I think he's, he's manifested authoritarian uh, impulses. To, to rewrite the laws he wants it to be uh, with respect to uh, immigration and now with respect to uh, spending money. You can't, you can't avoid the Congress. Under the Constitution, the Congress is Article One. The president is Article Two. The Congress is first. I realize that the three branches are equal. But no way can he just gainsay them and say I'm going to go around them. Were you surprised by
0: that? Because this was what he talked about on the campaign trail. Not you surpri- know, built that wall. Who's going to pay for it? Mexico. Not remember surprised the whole at chanting? all.
1: Yes, I do remember that. Is by the way, is Mexico paying for this uh, well, I, through NAFTA? Not so far yeah. through
0: NAFTA. Well, through the <laughs> what is now NAFTA.
2: Yeah. Well, based on what he said during the election, right? He's kept a lot of his promises. Would you what say
1: promises? has th- he kept? Or he about He's getting, raised my taxes because I live in a, in a state with high local and state taxes, so I can't deduct it. He's raised the your high taxes, taxes. You live of in a state Democrats. Yeah. Well. Yes. The Democrats exactly. won't come to
2: the table. Most people, he lowered their taxes. But he tore up NAFTA, tore up the, was the Trans-Pacific um, TPP? Agreement.
0: TPP? Yep. Trans-Pacific.
2: Uh, uh, he was trying to build that wall. Right. Um, he got tax cuts. Is he
1: getting troops out of Syria or not, John Bolton? Well, he, said, he said he the said he said he going to do that in Afghanistan, Afghanistan or not, sold. Mr. President. But either way, are making policy or either, you. either
2: way, in two years, he's <laughs> kept more promises than he hasn't, right? And I think a lot of his base sees that. Do you think that? Do you agree? Would well, you agree with me that I think that's a successful first two years because he seems like he's doing with the things that he said? I
1: don't look at his first two years uh, the way you do. The only thing that I would applaud him for is the relaxation of certain banking. Uh, regulations, Regulations. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the increasing of income taxes under the guise of lowering uh, taxes doesn't help the middle class at all.
0: As we look to 20, we're going to wrap this up soon because I know you've got places to be and uh, people to see. Um, who's a good contender for 2020 on the Democrat side? We already had Elizabeth Warren running around Iowa. You know, there's people saying, come on, Bernie, do it again.
1: Um, I does don't someone know. Complete, does a Michelle Obama come out of the woodwork? Yeah, I don't know if Joe – I happen to know Joe Biden and I like him. Yep. And I think he's a Hubert Humphrey, middle-of-the-road, blue-collar appealing Democrat. I don't know if he can appeal to the hard left that loves Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and – Uh, and Elizabeth Warren, and he needs them. He needs their votes uh, in order to get uh, elected. But I have a feeling, just a feeling, the Democrats are going to go for the Rust Belt because if you take the Rust Belt away from Trump, he loses. Right. You know, if the typical Republican states go for Trump Mm -hmm. and the typical Democratic states go for, uh, just throw his name out, Biden, and Biden wins two of those five Rust Belt states, Mm -hmm. Biden's the president. I think they know that.
0: You think Trump could put uh, Nikki Haley on the ticket? I know he's very loyal to Mike Pence, but in the in
1: the in there the, are a lot of people, including people in this building, who would like to see that happen. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. um, that could be a strong I, I ticket. I think the president could do that on his own. And even though I've known Vice President Pence for twenty mm-hmm. years, and I like him as a person, I think that would be a stronger ticket. The president's going to have a lot of female mm-hmm. problems this time around, which didn't right. manifest themselves. Before the 2016 uh, election, a female on the ticket might help uh, neutralize those problems. And
2: Nikki Haley, I know for fact, wants to be in the White House. She wants it. She's made that clear to people.
1: Well, there
0: you so, go. She could be the candidate in 2024.
1: She's a fan of – I mean, I'm a fan of hers. We sat next yeah. to each other on a long flight one day and got <laughs> to know each other very well. <laughs> yeah. She's so a great lady.
0: Before you run
1: off, you're writing a book. I want to know very quickly, what's it about? It's 500 pages <laughs> and 1,100 – footnotes, it's Natural Law Constitutionalism in America, History and Theory. It's an academic book about how the natural law attitudes that our rights come from our humanity of Thomas Aquinas Uh made made their way to the British courts and eventually to the American courts were somewhat diffused, somewhat watered down, had a resurgence and occasionally keep getting a resurgence again. Is it already written? Well, I did the hard edit in my two-week break at Christmas. So it's about 97% done. Oh, my researchers exciting. are filling in some gaps where I felt we needed a yeah. little bit more research. But the bulk You of love it writing is books? I do. I love this more than my other nine because this has been in my head for 45 years. Just light up your and alley. Four years in the writing. Yeah, That's pretty but cool. But if I give it to Varney, he'll use it as a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going to be a bestseller. There you go. All right, After that my books are rarely bestsellers, but thank you, Brian. <laughs> Judge Andrew Napolitano. As always,
0: great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, everybody. Brian Solomon. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to the Ashley Webster Experience. We'll see you back here next time.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmead. I want you
2: to join me weekdays at nine AM East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers, and of course, what you think.
1: Listen live or get the podcast now at BrianKilmeadShow.com.